Hello, and welcome to another episode of Courage and Wildflowers. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you'll recall on our last couple of episodes, we've been talking about sharing our story. And in week two, I shared my story and last week, Tanya shared her story. And last week, we kind of left off talking about pressing in and still asking those questions, not just the surface level questions, but digging a little bit deeper in your community and asking those questions and then also being willing to be vulnerable and answer those questions. But if you remember back in my story, we talked about the different types of people, um, the avoider, the oversharer, the bulldozer, and the comforter, and how we've all taken turns at being each of those. And sometimes when you're sharing your story, you may come across someone who is an avoider or a bulldozer, and maybe they want to walk away or they want to try to fix everything. Um, oftentimes an oversharer shows up as someone who doesn't really let you get your story out. Mm -hmm. um, but that comforter is the one you're aiming for mm -hmm. to be able to share your story because they're going to be the one that's going to listen, lean in, ask some questions and kind of help you and kind of walk with you on your story and how you share it. And so sometimes we have a good, a bad, and an <laughs> ugly type of scenario with sharing our story. Yeah. I've had those even in just craft, learning how to craft my story and how to put it together, like not sharing too much of the details with everyone backing that off being a little more vague but getting into some of the deeper things like where i really saw god move and show up for me on the daily mm -hmm. i'm sure you've experienced some mm -hmm. of the same but before we dive into our topic today on listening incarnationally or intentionally i like to say or active listening or, act <laughs> or active listening there's lots of different ways you could say this we thought it'd be fun to start off a little differently. So Tanya, why don't you tell us what we're going to do? A little bit of a would you rather. Mm. Okay. Off Shoot. the hip, people. All right, Sam. <laughs> I actually, well, I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> would you rather be able to read people's mind oh, no. or wake up every day and not remember the day before? Oh, that <laughs> ha ha! I knew it. <laughs> oh man, e easy um, answer for me. Let's see. I I have seen Fifty First Dates. Yes, that's so that's and so good. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> I don't think I would want to watch a VHS tape of my life. But you wouldn't daily. know. I, you wouldn't know that I every know. day's a new day. I know, but. Coming from my Enneagram One personality, okay. mm -hmm. um, I would really love to be able to read people's minds mm -hmm. because then I'd be like, hey, wait a minute. Well, either that or I'd be like, okay, I know what they're thinking. So this is how I'm going to approach this scenario. Okay. And I'm competitive by nature anyway. So I would, it would win give you every an, single yeah, argument. Give you an upper, yeah. upper hand there. Yeah. Yeah. I would want to read people's mind too. Okay. But I wouldn't do it for that reason. I'd be like, what the heck? You seriously just thought that? 
So there you go. What's your question? Okay. My question is, would you rather have all the money? That's more money. Good. Okay. More money or more time. Ugh. <laughs> I would take all the money, man. <laughs> Not because I would keep it, but I would have all the money to do all the things. So if I had all the money, you bet your bottom, I'd be like, I'm building this house so I can bring these people here and I'm doing this. So I, I mean, there's, I mean, there's... and I would love, I would love to be able to plastic surgery my body up a little bit. Well, no, I, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, so I, my, like the easy answer is obviously money. Like, yes but you can always earn more money. True. But you can never earn more time. That is true. Says the thinker. <laughs> that's a good, that's a my, good one. Actually. My response is, I mean, probably because of everything I've walked through in the last 20 months slash 16 years, but I would definitely say I would love more time. Yeah. So, okay. Well, there's food for thought. You should ask your friend, would they rather? and see what they say. Whew. Okay. So, well, today we get to talk about how to be an active listener. Okay. There's some practicality to this. Uh, and it also, just like everything, you aren't going to be really good at it. And I would say, even if you start out really good at it, if you don't pay attention, you can easily divert into mm -hmm. not being good at it or getting distracted and or not uh, paying attention to who is sharing and wanting to just get to the point. Right. So we're going to talk about how to hone in on those skills, mm. pay attention to a few things. Okay. And today we're going to first talk about distractions. Oh, there are lots of distractions when you're listening. <laughs> Life is a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> so first one time. When you're listening to someone and, or we can go either way, you're going to share information, speaking to the individual, giving them the, Hey, this is what I would like. I would like some time to sit down and share and, and really name the time. I need like 15 minutes. Do you have 15 minutes to right. where we could sit down and have a conversation about this? Or I need a couple of hours mm -hmm. or the afternoon, like, Maybe you need to get with a friend and really, you know, take some time to just verbalize all the things to figure out what you're really trying to say. But yeah. time being the focus here to begin with will help set up when you are really wanting to pay attention and be active when someone's sharing their story with you mm -hmm. that you are setting aside you know, the 15, 22 hours. And if you can't do that, then don't say yes. Right. Be willing to say, I don't have time today. I really do want to hear, but let's look at, I've got availability next week. Could we right. see if there's a time next week? Definitely open your calendar yes. right then and there mm -hmm. and set that time so that those that person knows it's still a priority. Right. You want to hear what they have to say. Right. Don't just say, I don't have the time today. Good point. Yep. My schedule, like you are valuable. So I'm, right. I want to make sure in my schedule, I'm not coming out of something like, 
running to go get kids or I've got to do this. And then it feels like they aren't priority to right. you. You want to make it a priority. So pay attention to the time. I would say even when someone's wanting to share with you, that's something that as an, a listener, you can even say, I really want to have undevoted time for this or not undevoted, but devoted time mm -hmm. for this. And in doing so, you know, I have a, an appointment that I have to be at at one o'clock or whatever. Is this going to give us enough time to sit down and actually, you know, right. converse or will we need a part two? And that's fine, but just talk about it, have the conversation right. about it. That's what good. about devices? Oh gosh. <laughs> Once you've picked the okay. time, here we go. Listen, um, so devices are a huge distraction not just to conversations, but just daily life in general. Um, your phone, TV, computer, tablets, radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything can be a distraction. Um, there was a point in time. It's not feasible for me to do this right now. Actually, I probably could, and I probably should. Um, but arranging my office in a way that when someone comes in to sit and talk with me, I actually physically have to turn away from my computer yeah. to have a conversation mm -hmm. with them so that whatever beeping, buzzing, mm -hmm. popping up of notifications or whatever it is, is not distracting me from the time that I've set aside for that person. Right. Um, your phone, put it to the side. Right put it to the side. If you are in that one-on-one -on -one situation and you have the time, put it on, do not disturb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Silence it. If the person is like, my first thought is, Oh, like I'm the only person my daughter has to call. <laughs> Y'all she's 21. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of <laughs> true, but not true. <laughs> you know? So, but it sounds like a valid reason to be right. I've like I am the only parent available. now. Right. But I will say she's on, she's on the list to where you have the setting, or at least I have a setting on my phone, yeah, my phone emergency where she, she is not blocked by the do not disturb. Right. Right. Like she's on the, it goes through list. It pushes through. So, um, how, if you have those people that need to get in contact with you, set that notification up that way mm -hmm. and then put it on do not disturb so that all the other people that are trying to get mm -hmm. a hold of you that can wait, can wait. wait. Well, and speaking of your daughter, if you still have, you know, kids at home or in and out of the home, mm -hmm. if they're in college and come home, that is a very valid thing to be paying attention to. They may not know how to ask for your undivided attention, but I guarantee you they want it. Yes. And if they're showing up and kind of perusing through your space where maybe you're sitting there, you know, watching a show and you keep watching, but kind of talk to them out of the side, they're going to move on. Yeah. They don't feel opened and welcome to sit down and now have a conversation with you. Chances are though, that their timing for yeah. their conversation is going to be after 10 PM. Yeah. Um, so when you're done and ready for <laughs> bed, <laughs> do not have the conversation with them in bed. No or in a recliner yeah. or in some sort of comfortable 
more you can nod off a situation where <laughs> you might not be paying attention for the entire time that goes back to the time right um and kind of throws us into um, the place the place yeah as well yeah. so you want to make sure that the place is appropriate for the conversation you're having right um if it is a coworker, um you know make sure that it's appropriate like i have some coworkers that have a conversation with me and sometimes it needs to be a closed door but if it's a mixed gender situation the blinds are open so that no like funny business is going on or anything like that yeah. not that any funny business does go on but right. you just want to keep it yeah make everyone feel uncomfortable yeah you don't want to make it feel uncomfortable for the person that's wanting to share some information with you share like we're mainly hitting on you know sharing a story and learning mm -hmm. how to become vulnerable with each other as you're building a community right so making sure that it is a you know an inviting place and that the atmosphere is you don't if you know if somebody's sitting in my house and their heart is just pouring out and there's usually emotions that can mm -hmm. come into place and i just have family you know kind of strolling through it makes my family feel like oh my gosh you know what's happening and right. it can make that individual feel awkward because they don't want to be a weight or a nuisance mm -hmm. uh so just being mindful of that you go to go to maybe a different place right. you know go and to you their don't house be in a crowded restaurant where right. they feel like they have to yell yes because some of the information may yeah. be sensitive and you know, we've all been in those situations where like you're speaking loudly and then all of a sudden the whole room gets quiet right. and you're the only one that's still loudly talking right and then it's like oh like everybody just heard that mm -hmm. um so yeah those types of things are all important. they all matter and you know maybe even you could be in a marriage situation or even in a dating situation mm -hmm. like this stuff does matter you need to know how to be good at communicating but also good at listening mm -hmm. and so paying attention to that and i would even just self-evaluate am i doing these things well mm -hmm. where can i be better or if someone is sharing with you even asking their feedback on that mm -hmm. do you feel like I took the time to pay attention to what you were saying. Is right. there something I could have done differently? Mm -hmm. Ask. So leading into that then would be your posture, like Ooh. you personally, how does that yes. go? <laughs> so like proximity, um, clearly you're not going to be across the room from someone when you're having this conversation. That and might be a fight. Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, right. Yeah. <laughs> um that might be after you're done talking maybe right. you said something that offended but right. <laughs> um you want to be in proximity to where they feel comfortable mm -hmm. but not in too close proximity because you probably have i mean i have a personal space bubble and i don't like it when it's some poked. people don't <laughs> i don't some mind. people don't have a personal space bubble um but i know i do and so when people get too close, too fast, then mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then there's that wall and there's like automatically a lack of trust because you just faded my space without mm -hmm. me giving you permission to do so, mm -hmm. which could impact how much they're willing to share or how receptive they're going to be in your conversation. Yeah, that's good. And when you're then in proximity, 
definitely, I would say you should be able to look face to face. Yes. And in doing that, the eyes matter. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell if someone's really paying attention to you based on if they're just looking away. I've been in conversations before where maybe it's a neutral setting. Mm -hmm. uh, one example would be even in an, our church setting where I know a lot of people walking by you, it, you know, your eyes kind of catch to where you start looking to the left and then I'll see the person that I'm talking to caught that. Mm -hmm. And it can feel as if you're done. You don't really want to hear anymore because I need to go. I want to go talk to that person. Right. right. So being intentional to just stay focused, looking at now, it can also be awkward with the eyes. I've had that too. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that? Oh, or yeah, someone no will never, yes, never blink or look away. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like, like, seriously. I mean, but not looking away, I, I'm okay with mainly because. No, that's, that's kind of odd. No. Like staring into no. your soul like that. And I, never... I don't mind it. Okay. Because I, maybe it's from teaching all the years um, that I know, like when you're looking at me, you're actually paying attention. But when you look away, you're not paying attention. I mean, you probably are because you're thinking about something mm -hmm. that I just said. But right. if you're thinking about something that I just said, you're missing what I'm currently saying. Okay. Food for thought. <laughs> I like I like an 80% looking my direction, but I don't mind the eyes going to the it's, right or left listen, or down. It's the no blinking that gets me. Okay. I'm like, when I'm staring at someone, not staring, when I'm making eye contact with someone and they're just not blinking, I'm like, Blink. Do you have dry eyes yet? Blink. Because you probably should blink. blink. Like every now and then. Yeah. Every, I mean, it's it's like natural for your body to blink. So when that you don't true. blink, then it's like, oh, That's too intense. What is wrong? That's too intense. <laughs> oh you, you're doing a great job of listening, but back down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Blink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll blink for you. <laughs> and maybe, you know, if you have someone that's, really close to you and you realize I have a tendency to not want to look someone in the eyes, you could tell them like, yeah. I'm working on how I present myself right. as a, someone that can hear yeah. and listen. And this is awkward for me. So yeah. can I practice this with you? But I will say I have been in a situation in the last couple months where I was sitting across the table from someone and they were asking me questions and making the eye contact and not only that but not once in the time that we spent together did they look at their watch did yeah. they look at their phone and it just made me feel very valued mm -hmm. and it made me feel very comfortable in having the conversation with them because i knew that they were there to actually hear what i had to say and you were their undivided yes, attention yes you know you yeah yeah well, what about then their posture? Mm -hmm. You know, what would we want people to walk away with uh, knowing that, you know, posture, whether I've had conversations standing, mm -hmm. which I think that works well. Yeah. I've had conversations sitting across the table from someone mm -hmm. and that works well. I've also had conversations where I felt because I don't think that I've done this, but maybe where I felt the other person was just kind of bored mm -hmm. because of the way that their posture mm -hmm. was. So either leaning way back, mm -hmm. kind of leaning away from mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and or disengaged because arms crossed, legs yes. crossed, just like, oh, come on, get to the point. Right. 
So an inviting posture would look like what to you? For me, um, it is going to be still that kind of leaned in mm -hmm. type situation. Um, in the conversation I was talking about earlier, the we granted we were sitting across the table and we had shared a meal, but the person was like kind of leaned in mm -hmm. listening. And yet at the same time, not in a way that made them uncomfortable while we were talking. Yeah. Um, but it was comforting. Now I will say I am hundred percent guilty and my child is probably going to be listening to this and she's going to know, <laughs> yes, she's <laughs> done that to me. Um, we've had conversations on the couch before mm -hmm. after 10 PM. Mm -hmm. Well, after 10 PM and I have had the sleepy eyes in the conversation <laughs> and I'm, I've even dozed off, but it's like, it got to that point and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I cannot yeah. have this conversation right now. You know, I mean, not, timing's off. Timing is off. <laughs> and so it's situations like that. And then there's been some, I love her. She is a great conversationalist. She mm -hmm. tells great stories, mm -hmm. but she loves details. I like details too. My husband so, gets all and frustrated. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't have time for all the details. And I'm like, I love you, but I need, I'm getting ready to walk out the door. You see, I'm, you're catching me on the way out the door. Uh -huh. So I want to know what's important to you, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to abbreviate it. Mm -hmm. And then or you can follow up later. We with... can wait until later. Yeah. Yeah. Just one more thing. Just one more thing. So. <laughs> You know, there's those types of situations where it's just like, again, all of this plays in together. Everything we've been talking about, the time, the mm -hmm. distraction. I am a person, I do not like to be late. Mm -hmm. Like if I get there five minutes before it's starting, chances are I'm late mm -hmm. because it's, it's it just not right. too, too much. It's too close. Yeah. Cutting it too close. Yeah. Um, Facial expressions then? Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you look like you're straining mm -hmm. to stay awake or to listen, you may be in a place that's too loud, yeah. too comfortable, like mm -hmm. the couch I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Even if they catch you going, getting ready to go to bed because your mm -hmm. teenagers are going to do that. I mm -hmm. promise you they're going to do that because mm -hmm. um, they'll get in from their nightly adventure and they're going to want to tell you all about it. Yeah. And you're probably already going to be in bed. Yeah, you're or done making your way there. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to be like, hi, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help me through this conversation. Mm -hmm. But facial expressions are important. You want to have, you know, just be aware that you don't want to be yawning, rolling your eyes, looking like you'd rather be anywhere else, but having this conversation. Yeah. And I would also add to that the facial expression and sometimes it's easy to have this downcast or start getting uh, where it can come off to be, I'm disappointed in you, mm -hmm. which that is difficult. Mm -hmm. You could be sad, disappointed, hate hearing this story that is being shared, surprised about mm -hmm you know, maybe someone telling you some things that they've been dealing with and that could be, but what we want to avoid is giving them this road, you know, blocked by how our body all of a sudden now is responding to what they're saying. And right. if you did do that, like, oh my goodness, admit to that, like, 
this is like, this is hard to hear, but I love you. And I see, you know, so when your body is feeling it or you've gotten angry about the situation, Mm -hmm. maybe you have to stop in that moment. Like, you know, that really does upset me. I love you. And I want to know more about this Mm -hmm. and don't let my, you know, facial expressions or maybe if I, my tone kind of came across like, harsh in Mm -hmm. that. I'm just, I really want to understand. Yeah. So you're going to have to help me in Mm -hmm. understanding how best to now come alongside you with this story that you're sharing. So which takes us into our next point and engaging in the dialogue. Yep. So just because we're talking about listening to someone's story does not mean that we sit silently for two hours as they (laughs) drive on. That's not what we're talking about at all. Because you want to actively listen, right? You want to maybe put yourself into that scenario and think how, how are they feeling during this? And, you know, just like you're telling me about, you know, losing your mom, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, hang on. I'm going to go back to when I was walking through everything with my dad. How mm-hmm. was I feeling in that moment? Because there were moments where it's like, we're going to fight this thing right. through. We're praying for his healing. We're standing in agreement for this and that. And so that helps whether you've walked through something like that or not. Right. Putting yourself in their shoes in that moment helps you understand where they're coming from. hmm how they're seeing, how, how they're, they're seeing, seeing it. it. Mm-hmm. And then that gives you, especially if you're someone like me, that is somewhat low on the empathy scale. Mm-hmm. It gives you a place to kind of tap into some empathy mm-hmm. for that person. Mm-hmm. The other part of that, when you're listening to someone's story is repeating back a few things. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. that is that what I'm, you know, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. And it's easy for me to get veering off on this part. I want to know how I can now come alongside and give you some resources. Right. They may not be asking that. Right. So what they may just be doing is dumping information and trying to figure out what's really going on. It's just my head, yes. you know, has so many things and I just need to get all this out. Yeah. So when you engage in what I'm hearing is this mm-hmm. and you get them to confirm if that's true or not. Mm-hmm that helps you know that you're tracking with what they're needing or what they're sharing. Mm -hmm. But also I love once you're halfway through or as you're going, you know, that story, what do you want me most to take away from? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want me to carry from that story? That also helps you in following up with that individual. Mm -hmm. So how is this, you know, whatever journey, how is this like, struggle how is this you know whatever you walked away Mm -hmm. taking from their story how is that now something that you can come around and follow up and ask Mm -hmm. more questions on as you go so that's good yeah what about um a i would say back to just real quick to caveat how we started when you were talking about the oversharer And you're the one who's actually wanting to share and they won't stop and listen. Like what, how, what would be a practical thing in that moment or maybe a couple of things that you would advise? Here's where I would 
go with that instead of just like, forget it. I'm done. I'm not going to talk to anyone else. <laughs> like what could be some. Um, I would say find a place where what you want to share relates to something they just shared. Okay. Like a similar scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in conversations with people who have walked through, um, big impactful grief journeys of their own and having lost both a parent and a spouse, mm -hmm. I can relate to a Either couple or. of different types mm -hmm. of losses in my own personal walk. Um, and so I had a conversation with someone and they started talking about losing a parent and how big and impactful it was. And for me, when they left the door open for a little bit of sharing, I went back to when I lost my dad and yeah. said, you know, I wasn't as young or in this same place yeah. or whatever, but at 30, yeah. when I'm just really feeling like, Hey, I'm getting a hang of this adult thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And my kids getting ready to go into kindergarten and, you know, she's, you know, just kind of navigating, um, you know, Those really getting stages. close yeah. to her grandparents and yeah. then losing one. It's, you know, I just kind of go back to that scenario and plug in something that I learned out of that, yeah. that could maybe help them learn and navigate on down the road from that. Yeah. That's super helpful. The best thing to walk away with what we're sharing today mm -hmm. When you're trying to share your story and you're hoping that someone will listen, it's uh, evident that most of us don't know how to do that well. Right. So some patience hmm. with this process, with asking someone to listen and what you're wanting them and how you're wanting them to engage and participate with you. But also a good reflection is it's easier to communicate and harder to listen. Mm -hmm. It's that, I mean, it's just easy to talk about how's the weather. Oh, and there's this, you mm -hmm. know I mean? It's just, that can be a, a much easier vein to get into, but super easy to be surface. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to surface conversation. Yes. Yeah. Then it is to actually peel back the layers and be seen really, and really seen be vulnerable <laughs> yep. and listen to someone be vulnerable and then feel comfortable enough to respond to that. Yeah. And at the end of maybe you're being the active listener and someone sharing their story, unless they're asking you to help navigate a next step, mm -hmm. don't just listen and thank them for sharing where they're at. Mm -hmm. And then again, follow up with what is the, you know, what is the most important thing out of what you've shared that you want me to walk away with? Yeah. How can I engage in this with you? Let them give you that next step. Mm -hmm. So today, today, after this podcast, we're going to have you do some wild work and it is be an active listener, mm -hmm. find someone, and maybe they don't even know you're practicing this. I mean, maybe you have a close enough friend or you already have a community that this would be an easy thing to say, hey, we're going to learn how to be an active listening community. Or if you're married, you have a spouse, mm -hmm. try this for them. You probably won't get that back. 
because it's not natural. We aren't taught that. We all know how to speak. We work on that, but we don't work on how to listen. Maybe you'll have a natural, you know, someone who's naturally gifted in this, but that I would say is rare, not the norm. Right. So don't give up. You may really screw it up <laughs> as you're learning how to do this. Welcome to the team. Right. Just pay attention. Right. No. But I will say that even if you do practice these techniques on someone that is unsuspecting and they don't know you're practicing on them, right. um, they will walk away from the conversation feeling valued and loved. And they won't maybe be able to pinpoint why other than the fact that they felt heard and yeah. they felt seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is such a gift. It's yeah. a value. And in this day and age, especially when we are in this stream of information overload, all the noise and sitting quietly and learning how to listen, not only to our people that we're journeying life with, mm -hmm. but also sitting quietly and learning how to listen to God. Because a lot of times we're asking for things and he's already <laughs> communicated to us. <laughs> And we need to sit in that and go back to what was the last thing that he asked of us. So, yeah, with that, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> let's do how do you, we want to be wild and courageous this week? Do you want to go first or you want me to? I, well, I will, because you already started. There you go. Um, so what she's not telling you the full story is we actually had this conversation off microphone um, about going back to what the last thing was that God had asked me to do. So um, it's going to be courageous. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to start going back to what he asked me to do, which is put away the distractions mm -hmm. and Right. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> so Tanya, Ugh. how are you going to be wild and or courageous? Well, I realized, oh, maybe a couple of months back that I was back limiting myself because mm. I have, I have a direct personality. Sometimes mm -hmm. I get yeah. to the point and I've, walked around with that little lie, like you're just too much for people mm -hmm. just back down, mm -hmm. which is a lie. I am a lot of personality, but uh -huh. that's who God created me to be in my heart. If it's pursuing him and loving him and loving others, the personality is the personality. So yes. I am like roaring right now. <laughs> yes, you are <laughs> in a big way. There are some things that have been just stirring and stirring and stirring in me. And I'm just running after that now. And it's to see those who feel like they're unseen and to come alongside them and offer hope and encouragement and not just, Hey, here's some information, but really to find a place where they belong, they fit, mm -hmm. they have a desire and a dream. And how do I help fan that into flame? Like just cultivating that we are a body of Christ and we all have our place. And so let's get in there and let's get moving. Mm -hmm. So there we go. 
Okay. What does that look like? There's some practical steps. (laughs) I am, I've been just telling people now, Hey, I've been sitting on this gift that I have and I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm running with this. How can I help? How can I help here? How can I help here? So there you go. It's good. Yeah. Well, this was a great episode. I hope it sparked some interest and maybe you can look back and think of someone who does this really well, that Mm -hmm. active listening. Maybe you are really good at this. Mm -hmm. Just know this is a God-given gift, I say, if you are really good at it. It doesn't mean the rest of us are inept and aren't able to learn because I think we're required to do that as well. Uh, But pay attention, pay attention to people. I think there is room for, for us to actually journey with people better than we are. And this is one way, one tool that if you start walking this out, Mm -hmm. you might see more doors open, more people drawn to you. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason, like you said, you can help people feel valued and seen. So go out and do some wild work this week. Just try it and keep trying it. Keep trying it. Start with your, your family. Yeah. And then your friends. You know, kind of like in the Bible where it says, yes. you're close. Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts there of the you earth. Go. You can start with your close circle and move out outwards of that target. And some of those people that um, maybe are a challenge mm-hmm. for you to navigate just social situations with. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to find a nice way of saying that. Uh, they are annoying. Um <laughs> We all have them. Yeah. They're just a different personality than us. They run and operate their lives on a totally different timetable than us. And you just really cannot understand how they function in the real world, or at least this Enneagram one cannot. I'm feeling <laughs> judged right now. No, no, no. <laughs> Not you. Not you. Um, but those are the people I tend to start with only because it helps me see more of them. Yeah. And put, it forces me to slow down, put away my judgment Mm -hmm. and put myself in their shoes Mm -hmm. and see things from a different perspective. That's really good. And so if you have some of those people and maybe it is someone in your family. Yeah, that could be. Maybe one of your children is opposite on the Enneagram or the personality Mm -hmm. than what you are. Mm-hmm. and you struggle with getting along with your yeah. own child how to relate to them yes mm-hmm. try this with them that's good see if it doesn't open up a new line of communication or remove some of those challenges that you have with them mm-hmm. i love it well we've enjoyed being here with you today please rate review like <laughs> share all the things help get yes. the word out and join us next week Don't forget to check out our link in the description below. We have some additional resources we're continuing to add to our blog so Mm -hmm. that uh, as you walk away, if there's things that you want to go back and look at, they should be an easy click away and more information about who we are as well. Absolutely. We enjoy thoroughly just being able to sit and visit and just pray that this information is something that maybe helps re like lift the veil Mm -hmm. and helps you see life a little bit differently. And not only that, but helps you 
just experience those that you're living with and also Christ, how he's loving you mm-hmm. so that you can love others well. So remember, next time. you can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. We'll All see right. you next time. Bye.